Welcome to Law & Wit, Creative Counsel for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brittany Rattel, mother of four, entrepreneur, and naptime attorney. Thanks for joining me. Hi, and welcome. Um, today, I am so excited to introduce um, Natasha McLean of Canary Jane. And uh, Natasha, I've known for a few years, and she's super talented. She's a fitness instructor, an illustrator, a graphic designer, um, event planner, an influencer, pretty much does all, all the things, <laughs> all the things really well. She's the mom of four, soon to be five littles, and pregnant with a really, really special rainbow baby. And uh, she's published her own coloring book. She does social media consulting, um, has been an instructor and a speaker at Alt, at Pinner's Conference, at Snap, um, and spoken to a lot of audiences, great and small, about all things being beautiful online and crafting and, and just designing a beautiful life. So um, I'm really happy to have her here. And I know that she's going to share some, some great wisdom and, and hopefully inspire you in your own creative entrepreneurial journey. So uh, welcome, Natasha. Hey, um, you make me sound really good. I need you like in my house in the mornings and be like, hey, Natasha, you're pretty awesome. Because like, seriously, I just think you made me feel really good right now. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, that's that's what we all need. We all need someone to kind of follow us around and give us that little boost, um, whatnot. <laughs> so I think that that's, you know, that that's really helpful. <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks. You made. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so so I want to give you kind of a, a chance to kind of give um, a bird's eye view of your origin story of kind of how you started kind of on your creative entrepreneurial journey. So I kind of gave, you know, the highlights of where, where you are now, but um, we all know that most of us start out in a very different place. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, kind of, of where you started and, and how you came to be what you're doing today? Sure. Um, first of all, I just want to say, like, where I'm at right now, it's funny because you make me sound super good, but I feel like I'm still at the beginning of my journey. I feel like there's still so much more, and I feel like um, our journeys just develop so much. Um, so if you're like listening and you're thinking, "Man, she's done all of this," um, it can go really fast or slow, and we all have our own different paces. And just know that what I say today will hopefully give you some inspiration so you can get there too. But, um, for me, I, uh, I've always been very creative. Um, there's pictures of me as kid, as a kid, just drawing and crafting. My mom said she would just give me scotch tape and pencils and paper and I would just be good for like hours. And so that's kind of been always my identity, um, to a degree during, uh, high school. I kind of lost that. My mom had put me in art classes and kind of tried to cultivate that creativity. Um, but in high school, I really focused on the violin and I tried to get back into art. I went to a, uh, what was called a magnet school in Nevada or kind of like a specialty school. And I went there for the violin and I tried to double major in art and I was declined. And that kind of, um, set me back for a while. Um, I didn't cultivate, I didn't draw, I didn't I, I was creating in my own ways. I was redecorating my bedroom as a teenager. That should have been kind of a hint. Um, and then once I had kids, I still really wasn't doing much um, in the forefront to cultivate my creativity, but um, it was still there. I was redecorating my house now and doing Pinterest parties before Pinterest was even a big thing. And just scrapbooking. I was part of the scrapbooking movement and all that jazz. So anything I could get my hands on, I... I didn't realize that at the time, but it was such a big part of me that it was manifesting even if I didn't try. Um, and 
that's kind of the beauty of my journey is um, I was doing all this and a friend came up to me and said, hey, I'm going to start a blog. You do a lot of really fun things. We should do it together. And we ended up, a, a few of us did it. Um, and I didn't realize it, but at the time it gave me my identity back. Um, now that I'm at where I'm at, it was probably about, so this was four years ago. Um, and it was about a year in, into blogging. And it, this was, we had no idea what we were doing. We had, I really, I hadn't followed a ton of blogs. So the blogging world was new to me. Instagram was new to me. I didn't have an Instagram account before this. Um, and all, all of this world was new to me, even the creative world. And about a year in, I realized that it was awakening this part of me that had always been there. And it just almost seemed silly that I hadn't been doing anything beforehand. Um, and so I, sorry, I'm going on a long time. I guess I can talk really good about myself, <laughs> but, um, really what happened is, I got to a point where I said, I want to focus on my drawings, which has always been a passion of mine, something I've done a long time. And um, I want to focus more on art, but also want to keep the blogging lifestyle aspect that I had already built and come to be comfortable with. So I created my own brand, the Canary Jane brand, which is my blog, um, my Etsy shop, my business name, um, Canary Jane. And so I created that brand um, and at the beginning really didn't know exactly what it would look like and what it would grow into. Um, but I started with an Etsy shop and I started with a blog and at first the blog was to give the background between behind each piece of art. Um, and that went okay, but I really didn't know, I still didn't have a lot of tools under my belt. I didn't have a lot of experience. I mean, I was only like, a year into blogging um, and for some people that can be you can be awesome it depends on what how your paths go and what you do and where you learn but for me I was still very fresh and um, the really cool thing that happened was I just put in a lot of work and when I did that and I started networking I started trying to learn everything I could reading articles googling um, becoming part of groups really just anything I could get my hands on I, I did um, and I can talk more about that later but I uh, really just tried to to make this work because I liked it and it was a really awesome creative outlet for me um, and at the time that's what it really was it wasn't really bringing me much money or anything it was just something that I could do and I felt validated and there was documentation and um, within the first year of my brand launching my brand some really exciting things happened. I had a publisher reach out to me, which I, it was just a crazy experience for me because there are amazing artists out there who don't have this experience. And somehow I got lucky and, um, a publisher reached out to me and said, Hey, we like your illustrations. Would you publish a coloring book under our name? And at the time, like I said, I was super fresh. Didn't even know how to go about that. I think that was my one of my first contracts I ever signed. If not, I think that was maybe my second or third. Anyway, it was it was just very new for me. Um, a brand new world one, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, and it was like, wait, what? Um, and that was super exciting. And um, I also got to do a lot of fun freelance projects during that time. 
Um, I was looking around at so many different people that were kind of getting inspired by them. So I started doing some stop animations and time-lapse drawings. And somehow, I, I, I really feel, I mean, I, I worked, but there are people who work just as hard and don't have these opportunities. So I really feel like a lot of it was, was luck or, or I, you know, for me, I, I believe that there is some um, divine inspiration there. Um, but you can call it whatever it is, depending on your view. But whatever, I, uh, I had clients come to me who wanted me to do these stop animations and time-lapse drawings. And some of them were bigger, like Famous Footwear emailed me. Which was like okay, okay. Um, like and you're, then, you're a real um, client, so, but okay, yeah. Let's let's yeah. work together for sure. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, was, the answer I, for whatever it is you're asking is yes. Uh, yes, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and some of them, I mean, they weren't all national, but I did some for like Children's Miracle Network, which is um, multinational. Um, I did some for uh, Costa Vida, um, and and then it just like I had these small businesses hitting me up and. And it really was quick for me. Um, in that first year, I went from a blog and an Etsy shop that barely was selling anything and not making any money to I'm making money, I'm having contracts, I'm a professional now, you know? Right. You're, um, you are a business owner. You are doing it. Yeah. yeah. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And at this time, it was very exciting and there was a lot of really exciting things happen, but it wasn't um, consistent. And I wasn't uh, in a groove, per se. So this was kind of an interesting time for me. It was a very transition time for me. And I'll, I'll shorten it up. Sorry, I'm expounding way too much. No, but. no, no. You're, you're good. But I think that's helpful because I, I, I think people skim over that part of the story. And I think um, it's, it's too bad because I think that's really where you know, a lot of people will find themselves and sometimes lingering for a while. And so I think it's really helpful you know, to, to really, to don't, don't feel too, too much in a rush to skip over and to, you know, till you get to the Emerald city, you need to talk a little bit about being on the Elbic road. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is part of my journey and it really, uh, that year was really exciting for me because it, it gave me confidence, um, or helped me learn where I could find my confidence, um, to be able to say, okay, I am a businesswoman. And that was really, I think at the end of that first year or into the second year that I actually sat back and went, I'm a business owner. What? Like that wasn't anything I had thought was going to happen, especially that fast. Um, this was my creative outlet. This was my passion. This was something that I've always dreamed of doing was having a, a business or a profession in a creative industry. And I found myself suddenly having work. Um, and then last year was kind of a crazy transition as well. It really, it's just been a, we all have different journeys that lead up to different things and it's interesting when we look back and see how it shaped us and what it did for us um this last year my husband had been really struggling emotionally i'm i'm pretty open on my blog for those who don't know me or haven't read my blog before i'm pretty open about things um because i feel like transparency connects us to each other mm -hmm. so i will say my husband's having a lot of emotional problems we had been going to marriage counseling for about three years we couldn't figure out what to do um and we got to a point that we felt he should quit his job. Mm -hmm. And this was actually about two years ago. And it took us it took us about four or five months to figure out how that would what what we could do with that. Right. Um, was he going to go back to school? Was he going to work part time and go back to school? What were we going to do? And I, like I said, at this time, I had some money coming in, but it wasn't consistent enough to be considered income. Um, it was nice, but right. You know, it's nice, but you know, you're say, also a family of six. So yeah. Yeah. We had a mortgage cause my husband had a good job before right. this. Um, and he, we had two car payments 
Um, and yeah, we had four children. So really kind of kicked everything into gear last year was we we felt like I could take over the income if I started doing social media um, consulting pretty consistently. Because I, at this point, had also had that kind of happening in the background. I had all these other small kind of opportunities coming to me in between all these big projects. And I had had some businesses reach out and say, hey, um, you know Instagram or you know what you're doing here on this platform. Can you help us? Um, and at first, I wasn't soliciting it in any way. In fact, some of the uh, most of the first ones were just people who had worked with me as a blogger and then felt that I was professional enough to translate over. And, and they asked me and approached me and said, hey, you knew what you were doing when you talked about this. Can you help us? Um, and that was a new journey because this was a whole mar other area that I was not educated in, um, in marketing. Um, I didn't go to school for marketing. And so for me to learn the terminology, to learn what's standard, to learn what how to consult was another um, fun adventure as well. So at this point, when my husband did quit his job, I thankfully had had um, some long-term clients um, kind of booked. And I became a long-term consultant for um, multiple businesses. So it would make up my income. And, and the good thing about this is I didn't necessarily make more money with them consulting, but um, I made consistent money, which I needed. I needed consistent money to pay my mortgage, my bills, and everything. So this last year, um, I did that. I blogged. I did social media consulting and took on freelance projects as they came. Um, and it was a lot of work. Um, I worked more this last year than I've probably ever worked in my life. In fact, I can probably guarantee that I hustled my butt off <laughs> and, yeah. and I had to, I had to feed my family and it's a, it's a crazy experience to have that responsibility. And so I have a lot more respect for men and, and husbands who are in that traditional role and for the women who do that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that, you know, that hunger, you know, that's that, that there's something to be said, you know, for, you know, there's hustling and um, but yeah, there there's something to be said for, for that hunger, that primal need of like this has to happen. You, you got to figure out a way. Yeah, we have to pay our bills. So yeah. it was um, it was pretty intense this last year without going into it more, but it helped me grow and it immensely brought me comfort. I ran multiple focus groups. Um, I had to sit in in rooms of owners of businesses and tell them, give them reports thoroughly. I mean, it really stepped up my professionalism because it took me from, um, I'm this at home blogger doing these projects on my own leisure time when I can to, I have schedules, I have deadlines that are very, pretty hard and fast. And also I have to go in and be professional face to face in front of people, which there, there's a difference. And so um, a lot's gone into where I'm at right now, what I've done um, and who, where my business has led me um, this last year now. So my husband ended up going to a coding boot camp um, and is now he didn't uh, uh, he did some kind of part time work afterward and now has a full time job. Um, doing some entry-level kind of work and so I've scaled back in fact I at the moment have no social media um, clients which is like crazy compared to last year um, yeah. I did end up getting an assistant last year um, because it was just so crazy and I realized that if I didn't I was going to um, lose money because I couldn't keep up with the work so if I hired help I would make more money if that makes any sense 
Right. Um, no, there's so, something to be said I, for, you know, you, you have to grow a team to be able to keep them, you know, the work that you have. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I hired an assistant. So it's funny because she's kind of been with me for the last year and she's now been over a year with me and, um, she's seen such a huge transition at the beginning. We were dealing with all these multiple clients and now it's all about my blog. And so this last year, um, I just stopped working with my last client uh, about two months ago, but through the beginning, through basically since he's been done with this camp, uh, boot camp, I've been slowly like tapering my work. And so I've been focusing more and more on my brand, which has mm-hmm. been really fun. It's been sad because I built these relationships even for a year with a brand. Right. Um, and so it's kind of sad to not have those, but I, it's nice to be running my own business and focusing on that, which allowed me this year to do more with my business. Um, that was the downside of last year is it did, it helped me gain a lot of skills and a lot of confidence in a lot of ways, but, um, it, it didn't leave enough time for me to grow my brand as what I wanted. And I still grew, Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't get to do any huge projects or anything. So this year I've done two events, as you mentioned, um, and then that were awesome. It's, it's a fun thing to be able to throw a party and get paid to do it and not be paying for it right um especially uh yeah and then um i've done several other projects this year that have just been really really fun so kind of brings me up to speed in between all the things you mentioned the coloring book speaking um consulting that that kind of all just fits within the last couple years and really my brand um i launched it um, in April of 2015, so it's not even three years old per se. So um, there is a little, you know, some time that goes behind there with the experience. I'm not going to say I started brand new blogging in 2015, but right. but my there's still so much. Like I said, I feel like there's I'm still at the beginning, just getting going, and there's so much to do still. Which is, you know, good good news and bad news for being in this industry. You know that there is still if you're a person who likes to learn, there's still always something to learn and to grow and um and in that respect as you were telling your story it kind of made me think about you know the balance between sometimes we're given the advice to you know fake it until you make it and to you know be confident sometimes you have to step out into the dark even if you don't feel that you're perfectly qualified to do something um and yet also there's you know advice about you know knowing yourself and knowing when to say no and um Considering those two pieces of advice, you know, how, how have you managed to, to walk, you know, um, to walk a good path for you, you know, in, in your growth this last year? Um, everything you're saying is, is like advice I would give to people. So, <laughs> yeah, you're spot on on that. Um, I think just knowing your brand and knowing you. Luckily for me, it's, it's, it's hard and easy because it's me. My brand is me and I may that may expound later in the future that's that's things I have to consider do I want to bring this into a team or contributors do I want to turn it into something I like I said I'm still very much at the beginning there's still so much to go and I'm I'm excited um but I think for me just knowing myself um and my brand was probably the thing that helped me keep that balance Mm -hmm. um being able to know what's too much, too little, what fits for my brand, what doesn't, what what is good for my brand, and what isn't. 
Right. Um, and just considering all those factors. So when you when someone reaches out with some sort of opportunity, do you have um, a, a list or something, even if it's just internal in your head, of something, some questions or factors that you kind of consider in knowing whether it's a good fit or not? Well, uh, without getting too technical, I really, I do pay attention quite a bit to analytics. Mm -hmm. And I know that that isn't maybe as um, passionate or uh sensitive feeling or I hope people are turned off by that but I do but it's not I, all about you know peonies and rose gold office supplies like yeah. <laughs> yeah I pay attention to numbers as in who what age group is following me what what obviously what gender that's probably a given there right. um and and even cities even there are a lot of tools online that can teach you about your followers um even according to where they live um, and their interests and such. And I do pay attention to that um, a bit. And I feel I feel like once your business gets to a certain point, you have to. Um, I know some people say that they don't know any of that and they have hundreds of thousands of followers. Maybe that's the case. But most of us, if we're going to grow a business, we have to know the background kind of stuff. That isn't necessarily the passion, cutesy stuff. It's just business stuff. And I know that that maybe hopefully takes away. I want all my anybody who follows me to know that I still love you, and you're not just a number or a demographic. To no, me. but but you need to know the numbers and know you know where you're at and where you maybe want to be going and where you've been and you know why people are drawn to you and what that person yep. is. You know, you know, you, you absolutely know, like like we talk about. Know your avatar. Know who that client is. And if you were going to take them out to the lunch, you know what would they look like? Yes, absolutely. No, and. And so those are those are some of the big factors for me is is would they like this? But also I am I am very concerned with sharing products that I personally feel are amazing as well. Um, if I'm going to promote a product, which I think is what you're referencing, if I'm going to go out there and share something with people that come to me, I want to know that it's awesome. You know, I occasionally have brands reach out and say, "Will you share this? And we'll send you photos." And I don't do that. Right. I want to try the product. You know, I yeah. you can't just or I even have some brands who are really awesome or want to pay me a good amount of money and say, hey, we'll pay you and we'll just we don't need to send you a product, but we'll just send you some photos you can post. And I'm no, Not I need to know that this is worthwhile. Yeah. I need to know this is good because I've had products that were worth a lot of money that didn't work for me, and I sent it back. Mm -hmm. um, and it and that's just part of brand integrity in my point uh, or in my opinion um, you need to be able to share things that are worthwhile and it's not just always about the money um, you are creating if you are a blogger or, or a business you are creating a connection with your um, demographic your clients your audience yeah your audience yeah no matter who they are you know you can have something that isn't very passion or sensitive based and yet you're still creating a connection in some way with those people. And so I think that that really is important is that if you're creating a connection, have that integrity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. So, um, well, I, uh, I, I gave you a little heads up that I kind of wanted to ask if you have kind of three laws of doing of how you run your business that you've discovered, um, you know, and, and for you, you've had such swings in terms of the intensity and even the nature of your business. Um, but can you think of kind of three things or principles or something that you found that have kind of kept you centered or kept you anchored, you know, as you as you move throughout your business? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and we've kind of already touched on most of these. Um, and they're probably going to sound cliche, but... Um, you know, just because well, things are cliche doesn't mean they're not true. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, the first one is what we kind of already talked about, is just being ourselves and knowing ourselves. And part of my journey in my own blog is I've come to learn more of myself and branding myself was kind of interesting to go, okay, wait, I have to understand this whole brand concept. So it really made me look inside and say, okay, who am I? What are my values? What do I want to share and bring to the world? Um, but in part of that, I, I think I learned, and I think we all need to learn, um, is first of all, who we are, but then to be confident with that. Um, there are plenty of days I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm just a normal dorky person. Like <laughs> I'm not anything special or worthwhile. Like not that I put myself down. I just don't feel for some reason there's like this little voice that sometimes comes and I'm sure we all have it that says, yeah, you, why are you doing this? You know? And yeah, it just has a little, you know, a little gentle hammer that will just wants to keep patting you down, you know, a yeah. little bit further in case you think that you're can stand up higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I know that this, I hope this doesn't sound terrible, but sometimes I have to sit back and go, okay, wait, I've done some pretty awesome stuff. Yes, you have. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I totally deserve where I'm at. I totally deserve what I, what opportunities I get. I totally deserve the respect I have in the creative community and you need to shut your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you need to get a little sassy with your negative self-talk. Yeah, no, it's, it's Yeah, true. I kind of, yeah, I got to like shove it down a right. little bit. So yeah, get, totally getting sassy and get some toot in there. Yeah. Um, and so really, yeah, I try to really just remember to be, be me. Okay, I don't need to be everybody else. Even if they're successful, I don't need to do everything they do. I don't need to worry about them. I just need to be me and what what I love to do and what I am and then own it. Um, and sorry, that's like a whole big number one. No, uh, that's it's, it's an important number one. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it, it keeps me afloat so much. Um, and yeah, even if you're starting and you don't have whatever behind you, you can say, hey, I got up today and that is alone worthy enough of sharing my message with the world or whatever or creating a brand or a business or whatever you're doing out there right. professionally mm -hmm. um and so sometimes I even do that like hey I just took care of a poopy diaper that was super gross I'm awesome you know <laughs> I, I, I I killed that you know what I I did it I got it all wrapped up not to get like too graphic for those of you who don't have the pleasure currently of, of changing diapers for people but um but yeah there's that's that's some real stuff right there that's that's real <laughs> You've got to own everything you do. I yeah. mean, and just because you do something that people might or you might say is small, it, you got to own it. <laughs> like you said, that, those poopy diapers. But yeah. uh, my second one is something I really, really strongly believe in. And on top of that, number one is um, to be able to shoot the moon and you'll land them on the stars. Always try. Like the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to say no or they're not going to respond. And, and it happens and it still happens to me today. But I will tell you when I spoke at snap, when I spoke at pinners, when I spoke at alt summit, um, all of those times were me. They didn't come to me. I had to take the time I had to pitch them. And there was that little voice that said, Oh my gosh, you totally, you just barely started. You've only been doing this a year or less when I did this. Why are you even doing this? 
And I was like, you know what? Shush. I'm going to just try. What's and the, the worst, worst that can happen? The worst. And, and I'm not going to say that the nose or the silence doesn't steam. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like, oh, super hurts on your ego. But really, if you can just be like, you know what? That's just a no. Move on. Don't get your heart all set up on one opportunity. Go for it all. Shoot for everything you want to do and your goals that you want to go for. Um, and I promise you, you'll get some. And when I got those acceptance emails from people saying, yeah, we'd love for you to do this. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? Like, yeah, it was the best. And so even if you get just one, I will tell you, um, my very first ticket to Alt Summit was, I entered a contest on Instagram where you were supposed to do a craft. And so I did it and I didn't, I knew there was a lot of people entering, didn't think it would, it would happen. So when it did happen that very first time I was in an in and out with my siblings over Christmas break and in the middle of in and out started screaming and everybody around me was like, what the heck? And I, my siblings had no idea because I'm new to this industry. They have no idea what Alt Summit even means. And I'm freaking out. And they're like, okay, so you want a ticket to something? And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. And you so don't understand. Like, this is the thing with the capital T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is an international creative conference. And these people know what they're doing and they're going to help me. And, and it was amazing. And so you got to take those wins, but shoot, just, just try the worst thing that's going to happen is is people are going to say no. And I I use, I, my assistant probably hates that phrase because I say it enough, enough that I'm like, okay, just shoot the moon. You know, something comes up. Yeah, let's shoot the moon. Go try. Go for it. Pitch it. Yep. Why not? You know, and. Uh, dream big. Yeah. Don't be afraid to dream big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amen. Amen. And, and that, my third one kind of builds on that, too. I guess they all kind of build on each other. But my third one is hustle, hustle, hustle. Just, like, work your butt off. Um, you can be super talented. You can have the education. You can have the connections. And those all help. Like, they really do. But if you don't work, you're not going to go as fast as you could or where you want to go. Um, you have to work for what you want. And I really believe that if you're willing to put in the time you're going to get somewhere and it may not be where you originally intended, but you're going to end up somewhere pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and really that's, that's kind of what's led to where I'm at right now is I did shoot the moon. I did, I went to, I've gone to as many conferences as I can. Um, and, and I couldn't always afford it. So I would win tickets or I would go as a speaker. What do you know? You know? And <laughs> yeah. so, um, I, and even then, there are local conferences, if you're in Utah and even other places around the nation, there are local conferences that you don't have to fly to, or there are local meetups, there's local groups, there's so much support out there. And worst case scenario, if you have the internet, there is online resources all over the place. Invest time, invest money, hustle, 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 hustle. Really, I, I like I said, I was googling everything I could I was talking and networking like the first couple of years I was just like I probably was a little too aggressive on the networking <laughs> I, I don't know I mean as long as people aren't like you know holding up fingers and all seem to go need to go to the bathroom as soon as they see you you're probably okay right <laughs> yeah Wait, that's what that meant I'm just kidding <laughs> 
So when you were kind of in the process of developing your personal brand, is that something that you did all on your own or did you look for outside resources or kind of walk me through a little bit of that process? How did, how did you do that for yourself? Uh, that one's been really tricky. I probably should have looked at more resources <laughs> at the beginning. Um, that wasn't something that I even paid a lot of attention to until probably the last year or so that I thought, okay, I'm a brand. How can I brand myself? Um, so I would, I would say in your business, do that sooner than later. It will be beneficial to you. Um, but for me, when I did decide I wanted to do that, um, a lot of it was just taking step backs and, or step, taking a step back and looking at my brand as a whole and deciding what that was going to be. Um, and, and even now, like I said, there's so much more for me to develop that my brand may evolve a little bit as it goes too. But, um, I did end up getting a little bit of help speaking to a few different professional friends that I had made through the process of networking, like I mentioned. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say get help if you can, you can get it online. Um, you can pay for it. Um, be willing if you need to, to pay for that. And in anything in your business, um, don't be afraid to invest money and time into it because it will, you'll get it back. And so for branding, that those would be are, those are some good dividends there, you know, if you're willing to do the work. So, and it is work, you know, it's not all logos and fonts and picking out fun colors and mood boards, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I think the hardest part is going forward. Once you have kind of those logos and those fun things is going, okay, I have to stick to this brand. And it, and it doesn't necessarily feel confining, but just working within those bounds and making sure you're consistent. Consistency is such a huge portion of business mm -hmm. is being consistent. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that you've done and helping people with their social media, what's, uh, what's kind of one takeaway that you would give to people if they're looking towards, you know, how, how am I supposed to be winning at the social media game with, the way things have changed with the way the algorithm has affected everyone who's doing and making money online. Um, you know, what's, what's your advice? Yeah. Um, be, like I said, especially for like, it depends on which channel, every channel has different strategies, but I think being consistent is one, um, putting in time or money to your, your actual social media platforms. You need to be consistently consistent in the content you're posting but also consistent in um, your engagement. And that can take up a lot of time and or money. Um, I do have help with my social media channels, managing all my social media channels. I have help with my Pinterest. I have help um, with my Facebook and my Instagram. And it's become to a point that I just don't have time. And that's okay. I'm still very personal. I'm still on each platform. I haven't disconnected from them. I'm still there. You're talking to me. Right. But, and the content um, creation do... is all up here. I mean, it's all flowing from Natasha as the, you know, the mothership yes. down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's me, but when you get to a point that you're overwhelmed and, or if you just don't have the time from the start, don't be afraid to get some help. Um, and, and that help can look in a lot of different ways. You can have help just engaging, just posting, you can help with strategy, whatever it is. Um, I am very happy that I was able to help the brands that I did because I look back at them and majority of them are thriving right now. And I'm so excited for them now that I'm not a part of them. Um, even ones that I just gave one time consults to consults to, 
Um, it was, it's exciting to look back and be like, okay, I, that's awesome. Look at what they're doing. So even if you need, um, a little bit of help, things like that, um, you can find those resources online. Um, there's Facebook groups out there to help you and even, um, consultants that you can hire. Um, occasionally I take on <laughs> people, but I am focusing a little bit more on my blog right now. So but I would, if it's really, if you, ma- for- you know, make her an offer she can't refuse, you know, if you really want Natasha to be, you want Canary, the Canary Jane touch on your stuff. The, uh, it, it may, it may be still be available to you. Yeah, I, I really am slowing down quite a bit and it wouldn't be anything long term. But so that's where I say go and find um, those resources uh, online other way, like on groups. Groups would be great. There's a lot of blogger or small business groups on Facebook that are awesome support. And you might not even have to pay very much if you you might not have to pay at all if you just make the right connections or pay attention enough. But um, yeah, I would I do your homework too. go read forums. Really, like I said, that's what I had to do at the beginning. I didn't have a big budget. I didn't have any budget for my business at the beginning. I just started, and um, I did as much as I could online for free. And it's a lot of time, but if that's what you have, you got to use what resource you have. Yeah, because so. we all know moms of moms of four have so much time. So yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we teach that's fitness classes on the side right? and everything else. So <laughs> you're just you're a zombie. That's that's the secret here that that, that you can't mention, <laughs> but you just you don't sleep. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Uh, well, it's been so, so amazing talking with you today, um, Natasha. So if people want to find out more about you, and I'm sure they do because you are so amazing and you've shared such great things about your journey and about how uh, how real and authentic you are in your space and for what you do and what you're offering people, um, where can people find you? Um, so I'm Canary Jane on all social media channels and really my favorite one's Instagram. So if you want to quickly come and say hi, that's the easiest place. Um, but of course I have my blog too, and you can always email me as well. My email's on the blog too. It's just hello at canarydane.com. I love connecting with, um, other moms or, or even just other professionals or other women. Um, like I mentioned, we need connection and connection is just so important. And, um, so yeah, if you want to say hi at all or just check me out, those are the best places to find me. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. And, uh, Wish you all the best in all of your fun things. Thanks. Thank you. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe to my show in iTunes and leave a review. That's how I get my content out to more people. Thanks so much.